heights. <laughs> That's right, people. We're coming at you with the most hairy, grizzly, carnivore-eating show we ass. can give you. Sweaty ass. Yes. We're doing a show about uh, what it is to be a man. Manly men. That some of us may or may not know about. Yes. Before we get to that, weekly question, how's the house turning out? We will be in by the time the show drops. Wow. Confirmed. Confirmed. Holy shit. After yeah, two months years. in the making. A human life in the making. <laughs> After two years, if this was a child, I'd already be walking and talking at this yeah. point. <laughs> you ain't a kitten, sister. So, like, everything, like, all the snafus, they all got worked out and everything? No, 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 no. Oh, really? No, no, we're, we're doing this. And kind of my idea for this show came from what we were doing last week. Um, we had to do a little bit of, we had to do a little bit of uh, fixing on things at the house. Mm-hmm. And I learned a new skill. When my father-in-law is here, I learn a lot about how to do things. My father was never really a big uh, repairy guy, if you will. But my father-in-law did construction, so he's kind of taught, taught me how to do a few things. Fix, you know, some sheetrock, you know, like putting in uh, stuff like that. And I learned now how to mix concrete and how to kind of lay it out and do the forms and, and lay concrete. I, I definitely wouldn't want to try it on my own, mm-hmm. but I could I could test myself, if you will. Okay. And that, that kind of made me start to think, like, what's some, like, hands-in-the-dirt, manly type of things you can do? You know, what can you build? What can you kill? What can you, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. What, what makes a manly man? Now, and that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, so let's, let's kind of kick this off. Uh, are you really good at putting things together? No. Okay, really? I... If I have a little bit of training, I can sit there and do the minimum. What are you but, talking about? I'm talking about like if you have like instructions to put like, I don't know, like I've been putting a, stuff a together. A baby last crib together? Oh, what was that? A baby crib together? Yeah, say that a baby crib. Yeah, as long as I have the tools, I can do it. And I, my wife always yells at me because one of the things that we put together. Uh-huh. I put backwards, but it was because the instructions were actually backwards. So it wasn't my fault. But like how putting is, all how the, are the instructions backwards, they they were like I, you know how like they have like A B C D yeah how all labeled they were they were switched. So that's why I had to like redo it. But I got it together. Right. I put right. it together most of you know like all the kids' beds, things like that. Yeah. What was this thing you put you put on backwards? It might have been uh, it might have been a bed actually a bed or uh, trying to okay. think oh, I'm pretty sure it was a bed so that was the only thing you were put on backwards yeah okay all right <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> just so everyone knows we're over Skype again we are over Skype <laughs> yeah I think they know <laughs> <laughs> I just see Tom flicking the the. The finger, it's like pointing to me. I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he means go. Yeah. <laughs> That's our normal go sign. Right, right. Um, what about you? What, what, did you have any uh, uh, 
faux pas putting everything oh, together. Oh, uh, you know that swinging chair they have? The kids have like you know you you, you know you put it on it plays music and swings back and forth. Yes. I almost freaking threw that thing through the television. <laughs> was it like? Did you have it like a tilt whirl? <laughs> no, it was. Um, it, it wasn't like the beams, like you know, like there's the beams, like the legs of the chair and stuff. It wasn't that, but they wanted you to stretch stuff over it. Oh, the, the cloth. Yeah, and it's like it won't fit. Like it got to the point where like. The next, I'll put it this way, the next day, my arms and hands were so sore that yeah. I could barely move them because you're just kind of, I mean, you're pulling with all your might to stretch this fabric over like a certain piece. Um, and it took like 20 minutes and there was a few things I had to look up on YouTube, how to put it together. Because like the directions, they show you pictures, but they're not showing you like, it's directly how to do it. I, yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's like, it's pictures, and they do that for like different languages and stuff. Like, that See, way, I just like, read the Korean one, and I was totally good after yeah, that. Yeah, good. It made total sense. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> since it's in fifty-eight other languages other than fucking American. Yeah, but that's really. It. I mean, I with the baby, I, I put so much stuff together. Um, the best in that, all this other crap. Um, like you, if I have. I do like putting things together because I like that sense of accomplishment when it's done. Yes. Um, but I need instructions how to do it. Oh, yeah. That's why like, I, I always, like, I wish, I don't wish I was into Legos, but like I think I would enjoy Legos. Because that's kind of like you're putting something together and uh, and when you're done, it's like, I worked so hard on this. Now I'm just going to let it sit on my shelf <laughs> and collect dust. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, that, that's a big problem with me. I, I never got into uh, building things. Mm-hmm. You know, my father was obviously sick when he was, uh, when I was younger, so he never, like, built anything. Um, I never really got into doing cars, you know, like, fixing cars, things like that, mm-hmm. because of my cousins owning a farm. They kind of knew how to do it. So if we needed, like, a brake job, they would do it. Right. If we needed, you know, a belt change, they would do it. So we, I never really got into that. Right. So I, I wish I was a little more manly on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, um, I mean, it really all depends on, but your dad taught you how to cut meat. Yes. Where I get to the survival thing, that's where I think I'm a manly man. Yeah. But see, when I, and my dad was into cars. Um, yes. So I know how to change my oil. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know how to do much more than that. I can, but like I know how to change a tire. I can do stuff with cars pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, I know the it. basics on cars: changing oil, changing tires, yeah, doing, yeah you know, yeah. things like that. Um, but my dad was kind of a handy. Like a lot of the stuff around the house, he did himself. Okay. Not like building things, but kind of like. Um, well, actually, no. The ba- we had a basement. Like he finished the whole basement himself. Like he put. Um, like the, uh, what's that, pink, what was the Pink Panther? Insulation, like he did all that yes. stuff. He could do that kind of stuff. Um, it makes me feel like there, that generation of like your dad and my dad were much more manlier men. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think as we've whittled ourselves down generations, it's yeah. definitely gotten a lot less. I think so. I think if you weren't like five, five Joes ago. Yeah. He built a house. He killed the the you know the the elk that was in the yard. He dammed up a river. He you know he did everything. He yeah. cut his he cut down trees. Mm-hmm. 
he did all that. And as we've gotten, and I kind of feel as we've gotten more industrialized, it's less you need to know about that, mm-hmm. which is kind of a burden. Yeah. You know, I, I look at kind of what's going on now with the coronavirus, and I, I see all these people hoarding food and everything, but I'm just like, if it ever got real bad, you people would be screwed because you don't know how to shoot a gun, kill an animal, skin it, cut it, hang it, clean it, you know, like all that work. Mm-hmm. I would kind of be good, but like if they ever burnt down my house, I'd kind of be fucked. Well, yeah, because that's where everything is. But I think you could survive on the land. Yeah. You, I mean, like you personally could survive. I probably couldn't because I, I don't want to kill anything. I'd be eating fucking leaves left and right to see what's poisonous, what's not. <laughs> Your like head would be swollen. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be shitting on, like neon colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's basically what will happen. Yeah. I can't. I can't survive like that. I'm used to this. If I need it. I go get it. That's the beauty. The old man was a butcher, and then I used to do uh, seafood. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have that whole. I have the whole oh, gambit yeah. of. You can take care of the whole animal, down. animal planet. Yeah. <laughs> The world, is, the world is my buffet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I know how to farm because it's in my blood. Mm. Have you ever considered... Do you think... Um, what would you consider like the um, most manliest... You said farming. Like you've, but to me, that's a very manly occupation. Like You think of a farmer like... And to know, me, it's definitely substance. Around. What happened? It's definitely substance. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to eat. Right. Uh, also knowing, like, what is good water and bad water. Th- like, those are your main life substances. You need those to survive. And then, like, kind of how to build a shelter. You know, like, what could I, what could I devise that's going to keep me warm at night and not get me eaten by animals and not get me rained on and things like that. Though to me, that's like kind of your survivalist type thing. Almost like, uh, I, I don't want to give him uh, credit because I see more of it as a show, but like kind of the way, um, that bear grills kind of does things. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at that and I'm like, if he wasn't like a Hollywood type person, someone like that, yeah, he's I think the, um, he's like, what what is he? I don't know who he is, but like, what does he do? Like, he's just like a. It's like he a used to be, man. I think, in the uh, like the he used to be in the air forces yeah. for uh, Britain. Okay, but he learned like he almost like a survivalist. Okay, someone who could, you know, forage for food, you know, plants and and roots and things like that, hunt animals and still build a shelter and fire and things like that. Almost like a. Uh, Essentially, a caveman. Right. To me, a caveman was the the per, the personification of manliness because they had nothing. There was no there was no intellect there. It was just to me <laughs> mainly surviving. Right. I kind of see that as more of the thing. And then you know, as we look at how the evolution of man took place, you would also need kind of the caveman esque way of living. Combined with, like, the warrior mentality. You know, would I be able to slit this guy's throat? Would I be able to, you know, pillage this village? Things like that. That, to me, that is the personification of being a man. Right. 
I, I bring it down to kind of almost the uh, the most basic level of human being. I'm not I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big fan of like intellect. Like, oh, I'm a scholar. Oh, I can you know I can read twelve languages. To me, it's basic human survival. Okay. To me, that's that, that that that's that's my opinion on it. Right. What what, what would be yours? Um, kind of. I don't want to say human survival, but like I think anyone that works with their hands, kind of thing. Um, like I think of like if you work in like a coal mine, kind of thing. Like if you go into like blue collar, very blue collar. Uh, so like blacksmith. Right. Um, coal miner. If you like like a like a, I guess like kind of like a mechanic, but not these fucking. Not the mechanics, like, who uh, try and rip you off. I'm talking about, like, someone who, like, really knows, like, their way like, around a car and... Or, a fabricator? Uh, yeah. Or, like, if you, if you could, if you can, like, really fix shit. Yeah. Or, like, if you can create with your hands. Actually, that's a better way. If you can, like, really create with your hands, that's a... To me, is a very manly man. So you're looking at more of a modern type of guy. Yeah, well, I would guess so. Yeah, yeah. You know, not not white collar intelligence, more of a blue collar intelligence and worth that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. But there's right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with someone who say works in an office like me. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm talking about like a manly job, I'm talking like you know, you're creating. You're like you're constantly working with your hands. Um, you got dirt under your nails. Yeah, pretty much that. Like you, like you scrub when you get home, and it's just like filth everywhere because your hands are just so dirty from work all day. Okay, I get that. Yeah. That's Have you ever had a job like that? Um. <laughs> actually, <laughs> kinda. All right. Um, I was a. Uh, yeah, I worked. Um. When I was in the actually, yeah, when I was when I worked in the warehouse. Uh, yeah. For my job. I was there for. How long was I there for? Four years, I think. That to, that was like because I was constantly lifting shit up and yeah, I was on the fork fix stuff truck. up, put stuff down. Oh, yeah. yeah, like for, in and out of a fork truck all day. Uh, Tom just flashed me. Yes, I did. <laughs> that was a manly man there. That's a manly man tits. <laughs> I'm talking. I just glance at the screen. I just see Tom pulling his shirt up and just. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was probably the manliest job I did. I mean, I did a lot of cleaning. I had a, I had some like starting off. I had some cleaning jobs, and that was some of those nights really took a real man to to get through them. They were pretty. Brutal. When you were in the women's bathroom scrubbing that toilet. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. Don't ever women let a woman women are that, women are way worse than men. Yeah, don't ever let a woman say that she that men are disgusting because I have cleaned. Grand Central bathrooms yes. and White Plains bathrooms, and they uh, are fucking filthy. Okay, you you've cleaned women's rooms. I've cleaned women's rooms. I cleaned a women's locker room at a gym, <laughs> and at a bar. And I will tell yeah. you this: whoever doesn't want to believe it, women poop, mm. and they poop nasty, and they poop everywhere, and it's disgusting. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> women uh, don't. No, no. I want actually. I want to rephrase that. Women don't poop. They shit. They do. Shit. Um, um, this is probably this, year, this is more than ten years ago. Um, I was working at my job, and I had a partner we worked with. And usually, we started. We got there at eleven. We, you know, we hung out, and we didn't really start working until one o'clock. So, I go and check the bathrooms because you have to lock up the bathrooms at night so 
I don't really see where I work. I hope I don't want. I don't want to give it away. So I'll kind of be very vague with details. Um, go to check the bathrooms and the woman's bathroom. One of the stalls, there was just shit everywhere. Did it look like uh, Beirut? It. It was just <laughs> behind the toilet. On the sides, both sides of the stall, it's like she bent over and just machine gun shit everywhere. Like, yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck do you get it like this high? Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it was everywhere. So I left it. <laughs> I, lo- I locked up the area where the bathrooms were, and about maybe a half hour later, I went to the other side of the building, and a half hour later, my partner comes down in, and he has this look on his face, and he's like, ugh. He's like, you will not believe what's in the woman's bathroom. I'm like, what? What happened? <laughs> so, he had to clean it. <laughs> so, uh, so Chris, by some miracle, you remember who I am and you're listening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope he's listening. He's like, that bitch. I don't know what happened to him. He, uh, that guy was, I have some stories about that guy. <laughs> Not oh, his, maybe another time, but I have some good stories about him. I got a great, I got a great, I think I may have actually already told it, but the, uh, the poop story coming back from Ohio with a certain person, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about, so. <laughs> yeah. Speaking but. of, um, speaking of, man, I think if you could build around your house, I, I know we talk about manly jobs, but if you're able to build stuff around your house, that kind of, I think that's a manly man kind of thing. Like a shed? Like a shed. Um, I know Mr. X built his entire back deck. I know you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but I've seen it. And it. I was very impressed. I was very... Like, he has a beautiful, long deck. Like, you could, you could fit probably... Maybe I'm exaggerating, but you could fit at least 50 people on this deck. Okay. It's, it's like... It, it runs the whole length of the house. Um... But he did it all, like he did it all himself. Like he has like a little bar. It's really nice. Um, to me, that's like a that's a definition of someone who's very like. That's a man thing to do. Like you built your own deck. Like he had, uh, he broke his own. He broke the concrete. Like he did the whole area. Like he just fixed it up. If he ever yeah. comes on again, he can, <laughs> he can tell us what he did. But I don't think that's ever well, going to I I actually kind of. Last week we had the we had concrete that we had to break up, and I was I was ended up smashing it by hand. I was taking a you know a, like a hammer and just mm-hmm. cracking it up. And finally, we got to one point where I couldn't break it. And my hands were literally like they were just shot. My back was killing me. Yeah. We got an electric jackhammer. That thing is amazing. It's just like. Brrr, brrr. Were you feeling it, bread when you went to bed at night? Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. And but we got this electric jackhammer, and it was. I wish we would have used it the entire time. I never felt like, you know, like, it was just, it was like cutting cutting through butter with a hot knife. I mean, it just broke right through. It was great. But, like, using tools like that, using, like, machines, that I love that. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I, like, if I get to use, like, a chainsaw, I love doing that, like, cutting up trees. I know, like, me and one of my old uh, partners from work, we ended up cutting up a bunch of trees for a boss of ours. It was, like... You know, mm-hmm. you had like sawdust in your hair. We were eating like pizza, like in the like you know, like we put it on like the tree stump, and we were eating all, like stuff like that. 
I mean, when I used to work down in the city on the in the farm markets, like I was literally like covered head to toe in dirt, sweating, you know, just grimy, dirty. But like it was a sense of accomplishment, and I I loved having that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can remember, and I always tell my daughters, I'm like, I'm gonna make you go uh, pick, you know, rotten onions over on the farm. So my cousins still have an onion farm. Really? Still? And, huh? They still have that? Oh yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I thought. Well, yeah, that ain't going anywhere. I thought with everything else going on in that neck of the woods. No, 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 no. But like, I remember being like a, a little kid picking rotten onions, and like, you would literally like, you'd be in a freezing cold barn. There'd be a kerosene heater, you know, like one of those like turbine heaters, right? And it just it stunk like like fumes. And you would stick your hand on like you'd see like a rotten onion rolling down the because it was like it was like a roll bar. Mm-hmm. And you would you would grab the onion, and your hand would just sink into a cold, mushy, stinky, slimy onion. And I'm like, I can't wait to have my kids do that. Just you know, just to have that, just to see what it's like. Now you have two daughters. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you mentioned like they're gonna pick on you. Like you want them to kind of experience. I want them to have that. Yeah, which is which is good. But do you think there's like a line? I mean, no, no, kind of older. Nope. Okay. <laughs> what, I was trying to say, what I was trying to say was, is there like a line? Because you don't want to get your girls too boyish. You know what I'm trying to say? I want to toughen them up. No, and that's fine. And I agree with that. But, um, you know, what? I'm going to step away from that. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> no, no, go with it. Go with it. <laughs> You don't think by having them do something like that, it may turn them a little. I'm not talking about turning gay. I'm not talking. I'm not. No, no, no. no, Just like there are some women, especially in their teenage years, like they don't really. They're not. They they don't. They're not very feminine enough anymore. Yeah, they don't femicize. Yeah, like they're like just one of the guys kind of thing, and like they dress like a guy, and it's like I'm kind of. I'd be all right with that. If I had a manly man daughter. No, Even I, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm explaining this wrong. I know I am. I just can't find the right words. It's like you want to, you do want to toughen them up, but you don't want to lose them to lose that femininity. Is that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, a little bit jockish, a little bit. And I don't mind if, if she's like into softball. Like I'd love if my if my daughter played sports like softball and all that stuff. But like, do you think there's like a certain line you can't cross? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. No. Because I think if... I think if you are in a certain mindset of sexuality, you're going to do stuff that's that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think, okay. I think if you are a hard worker and you do hard work, essentially manual labor, I think that's going to give you a good foundation for work ethic. Oh, absolutely. you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that is the right way of putting it, mm-hmm. and I would be I'd be totally fine with that. That's that's how I want to raise my daughter. I want her to have that good work ethic. Like you, you get to work early. You never get there. Yeah. You never get there on time. You get there at least ten minutes early. Yeah, that's how I was. Oh, yeah. That's how I was kind of raised, and until I met my wife, I was always places on time. <laughs> Now that's now that's changed. Um, yes, but I want her to kind of know, like, like have a good work ethic and always, you know, you call out sick for 
Don't call it sick if you're fucking tired. Like, call it sick for, like, if you if you uh, are sick or you want to go on a trip for the weekend <laughs> to Montreal. Yeah, that, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Just stuff like that. I don't know. No, no, I, I totally get that. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, hoarder of time at work. Yeah. Like... I came into my job, and there were a few people at it a few years ahead of me, and pretty much what I did was I banked all my time, Mm -hmm. and I ended up having more time than those guys within, like, three years. Mm -hmm. I just, I hoard my time. Then I broke my ankle. Yeah. I lost all my time, and right now I'm in two years, less than two years of breaking it. Mm -hmm. I'm already back up to the top of the, uh, having time on the books. Yeah, um... I just use. I rarely bang out. This I, I do. Um, I do payroll now, um, so I see everyone's sick time and stuff like that. There's guys who have thirty something years, who they use their sick time every year. They have no sick time left. Yeah. Um, I just use fifteen days for uh, you know being on uh, baby leave, I guess you could say, and uh, I still have almost like ninety sick days left. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I've 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 a lot. Oh, anyway, we're kind of steering off subject here. Um, who do you, who would you you know? Hollywood is very uh, these days. It's very uh, millennial oriented. Like you look at these very pretty boys. Um, is there like a manly man in the world of acting that you kind of you look at that guy and you're like that? That's a man right there. Right now, no. That's real. That's still acting. It doesn't have to be someone that's t- under the age of thirty. It could be anybody. If anything, if I had to pick, maybe three. You have three. Three. Okay, I was I was thinking one person. <laughs> I have no- Again, this is uh, literally everyone that I I, I kind of broke. I I, I kind of wrote down who I thought would be what we would consider manly men. Mm-hmm. And I have them on a list. Okay. And out of the actor category that I picked up, no one's on it that's anywhere near this current. But okay. if I had to pick three, and this is just off the top of my head, it would be Stallone. Okay. Arnold. He was on my list. And Danny Trago. Oh, I didn't think about him. That would kind of be it for right now. But again, they're not young. They're they're older. Yeah, well, that's pretty much... Like, my my list was Schwarzenegger, Clint Eastwood. Okay. And um, he's not alive, but John Wayne. All right. Um, but, I mean, that kind of takes us back to what we said earlier. It's like that generation. Absolutely. Up until, like, maybe the 60s. I mean, when people stopped being started being hippies, <laughs> I have I, I I could tell you my list. I, I did have uh, I had John Wayne and Eastwood on there. Mm-hmm. I also had Steve McQueen, okay. King Cool. I had Burt Reynolds. Okay. I guess you could say he is a a live actor still, but Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, yeah, he was he was another one of my guys. But like, you know, he's not really too active he now. Not like he was. Yeah, no, not like he was, no. Sean Connery. 
Like he's also not very active now either. No, he he retired. You know, it's fun not to get not to get away from this. He like quietly retired. He did the leave extraordinary gentleman. I think in two. And that was it. And that was like two thousand one. It was a. It was like between that and two thousand three, somewhere around yeah. there. Just that was it. Disappeared. Yeah, he, just, he said, "You know what? I, I, I've had pussy galore, mm-hmm. and I'm going to retire. Retire. Yeah. And I would like to say R.I.P. to Honor Black. Uh, what's the name? Yeah. If we still did our bulls in the cemetery segment, we'd be. You would be up there right now. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in because she, the only, I think the only Bond girl that was in two different roles in two different movies. Who else did she play? It was. Uh, it was Pussy Galore and she played one bad guy and one good guy. She was, uh, I think she was in Goldfinger as Pussy Galore. Yeah. And was it, was it Honey? I would have to look. Okay. But, um, yes, RIP to her. Yeah. So she played two different people in the Bond universe? Yes. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, and my, I, I guess you could say my final one for the, and this is, I, I love this guy. Because to me, he was the most, like, I could say like normal Joe out of the bunch of my, my Hollywood manly men. Also a fellow Polak, Charles Bronson. That's a good one. Chuck Bronson. That's a good one. What about uh, what about Tom Selleck? Selleck could be up there. Yeah, that, I mean he's a big uh, big component for the NRA, or he was. I don't know if he still is, but. <sighs> and yeah, so if you could rock a mustache like that, I think you're. Oh yeah. You get some points. Man, that. You could kind of go with a few of them. Like, you know, you could have, like, honorable mention Lee Marvin. You know, like, uh, Kirk Douglas. Like, all those all those guys in those, <laughs> Don't those movies then. Don't mention his name on this podcast ever again. Huh? <laughs> Don't mention Kirk Douglas' name on this podcast ever again. Yeah. <laughs> kind of good at doing, uh, doing people good on that. Yeah. Uh, what about um? What about Bruce Lee? Would you consider that a manly man? No. Why is that? Because of how he looks. Like he's very like diminutive. I'm not talking, I'm not talking Asian. Diminutive. <laughs> yeah, but he's very like uh, very sleek. Not. I mean, he's toned, but not like built. But. See, a, a lot of the a lot of the other ones though, a, that's where I I wasn't a big fan of putting Stallone and Schwarzenegger on there mm-hmm. because they are they're like Jack, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trago, he was a bodybuilder. Connery was actually a bodybuilder back in the day. Norris was that, Norris but the Norris. Mystique of Norris got him on there. Uh, all the other guys I really had, they weren't like you know Adonises. They were just like. You know, like, you could have a beer with them, you could have a, a plate of wings, and then get in a bar fight with them. You they were, like, almost what I consider everyday <laughs> men. Okay, okay. 
Okay, and that's where, you. like, Bruce Lee was, he wasn't that way. He was, you know, very health regimen. You know, he he practiced, like, kind of a mentality. I want a guy that's like, I'm going to go drink a beer or 12, get in a bar fight, play a game of pool, you know, eat, eat ribs, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that, that encompasses the manly man. Right. You know, okay. Like every movie you see uh, Clint Eastwood in, he's drinking a beer. You know, Charles Bronson's shooting guns. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve McQueen's driving like muscle car. You know, like they they have like kind of their own mystique, yet they're like normal guys. Okay. So, What would you consider to be? You mentioned like he's he looks like a man, like a manly man. Bruce Jenner. Jenner, Bruce Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) That you said? Oh no, not a manly man. What would you consider like a manly look? It really hurts me to say this. If I take like the again, I'm going to go with the caveman look. You know, kind of the beard, which I cannot grow. I'm telling you, once I hit puberty, though, I'm gonna be a fucking. I'm gonna be like Braun Strowman. I'm gonna once I hit my growth spurt and I can actually grow body hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like a. I'm gonna. Be, it's gonna be great. At 38 years old, I cannot wait to hit puberty. <laughs> nice. Okay. No, just like to me, like in all honesty, like you know. Kind of a guy, you know, maybe he doesn't have to be ripped and chiseled, you know, a beer gut, but he's like, almost like farmer strong, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not, he's not jacked with muscles, but like, if you tell him to go like move that cart full of rocks, he can go move it because he's just, he's a salt of the land man. Mm -hmm. That, that, I kind of see it that way, you know. A beard helps, you know, maybe a few scars, mm-hmm. you know, a few, like, uh, weather tattoos. What about the haircut? Hair can go either way. Hair can um, go either way. Because I, I, I look at it different ways. You could have, like, the military cut. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a guy who's, you know, be all he can be. Right. I also look at someone who could, you know, have long hair, but it's, you know, it's, it's like disheveled. To me, hair is not a big, it's more of the person that's wearing the hair than the hair that's wearing the person. Right. Okay. So, you know, to me, a manly man though, he needs a few scars. He needs a few war tales, things that kind of, you know, personify what he was, you know, like, Breaking your leg coaching girls soccer and having a, a big scar on your ankle because of it. <laughs> you know, that's a manly man there. That is, that is the manliest of men. Manly man. <laughs> what about how, like, and I agree with you, like a beard kind of definitely, but it, it really can go both ways, especially now because, like, sometimes you get those guys with beards who, like, like the hipsters. That's the problem. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of diluted the whole aura of it. Oh yeah, they did. 
to me, almost right now, a manly man would be like the Duck Dynasty type of beard. Okay. <laughs> the one that's like, you know what? And, you know, you have the guys with the longer beards, but I'm talking like the long, like the ZZ Top, Duck Dynasty, where it's like, they've been doing this way longer than this hipster thing's been out. This right. is like a 12-year beard. Mm-hmm. That yeah. where I, I, I think it's better. Okay. Okay. And if you're going to have a beard, it cannot be... It cannot be tailored. What do you mean, like, um... Like, if you go for, like, a hot towel shave. That's not a manly thing to do? No. (laughs) Wait, why? Because you're getting it, like, you're getting it trimmed. All right, I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) You can't grow a beard, so you technically really can't have a say in this. Beards, true, and I'm, I'm very I'm true. Who can grow a beard in three days or less? True. Beards can be a pain in the ass. They can get itchy if they get long, especially around the mouth, like it gets in your mouth. You have to have a, you have to maintain it a little bit. Yeah, you can trim it, but I don't think that you should have like almost like angled cuts to it. So what I do, in other words, that's not man. If you will, yes, no, yeah, it's okay. not manly. <laughs> But you, but do you have to do that for work? Um, like, are there work restrictions? I wouldn't say that, but you know, when you work in an office, you've got to look at least a little presentable. Um, and th- that's the difference. Again, exactly what you said, though. I work in an office. Yeah. That that again, I'm not I'm not taking a knock at it, but it's because you are you're not. Digging a ditch, you're not, you know what I mean? You're not welding a a piece of metal. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have to kind of, that's the problem with having like office jobs. You can't let things be that way. I will say this also. Especially, look at my job. I can't have any at all. Yeah, you really can't. Oh, wait, you can't have a mustache? I can have a mustache. Okay. A mustache. Now, but see, with me, (laughs) I have so much hair. That, like, I have a lot of chest hair, as Tom knows. Mm-hmm. The, the The hair from my face goes down into my neck, and it can't. If I let it go, it will connect <laughs> to my chest hair. Really? Oh, it's yeah. Like it goes all the way down. So I have to shave the neck area, like the th- well, not the neck, the throat. I should say. Okay. Um, but otherwise, it's gonna connect, and it looks. I think it looks sloppy as hell. Um, then um, I, I do shave up here because I don't like it up by my eyes. Like you not, really get it up that high? No, not up to my eyes, but like you, you can see where I'm pointing, like my cheekbones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it goes. So up you you high. you really do like. If I you'd be great in Russia. Oh yeah, of course. In if, December, you, if you had to, if you had to film a scene in Rockley Four, is slides. Uh, body double, you would be perfect there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the body's the same. <laughs> it's the body's the same. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, but where was I going with this? Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. So, yeah, I had to kind of angle it. Oh, but in December, in December, I let my beard go. And it, like, got pretty, I didn't get bushy because I would trim it down if it got too bad. But that was probably the, the first I ever went with my beard before. Yeah, see, I don't know where I get it, because my, my father actually had a, a full beard. Right. 
like in the late 70s, early 80s, right before I was born, he actually had a, a full beard. Really? Yeah, I cannot grow anything. Was it white? No, no, no. Huh. But what's weird is he was just like me, though. Like, arms, hairless, legs, very hair. Like, I'm not a very hairy person. I'm, I'm like a, uh, I'm the perfect, like, swimmer. I don't have to do a lot of uh, trimming to be aerodynamic in the water. You know, I'm thinking of all, of all our friends, and you're the only one who can't grow a beard. Yeah, I can't. Right? Johnny Yeah, can. no, I'm the only one. Yeah, you're the only one who can't grow a beard. But you can grow a mustache. A mustache and the, the chin goatee. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I've seen you with that before, too. Not, not, I can't grow... I, my mustache does not connect. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it, it stops. It's like, we're not going past the lip area. Yeah, you, you like, look right, like... Right where, right where the crown of the lip is, it's like, that's as far as we're going. Yeah, you look like you're about to rob a bank in the 1930s from a train. Yeah. <laughs> or as I like to call myself, Pretty Boy Tom. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, trust me. I would I would love to do it. I would love to be uh, almost like a like have that Brett Kiesel big beard. Ben Roethlisberger also grew a huge beard this off season. Did he? Which kind of gets me to think about like who's the manly man of sports for you? Huh. Manliest man of sports. Now we're talking about all sports. Yeah, all sports. That's tough. That's that's really tough. Uh, man, why don't you go first? I, I need to think about this one. I got three. Okay. These were just like real quick hits. Okay. It's just what I'm thinking, and three different reasons why. One of them is because he loves to hunt. He's a he's an outdoorsy guy, beard, wants to rip your face off. Technically, all three of mine are defensive players in football. I could really only think about football when I did this. I actually have one from baseball, but okay. All right. So one is a hunter. He's like a grizzly guy. Another one is a guy who spends the offseason in the woods. He trains out in the wilderness. He does shit like that. And then another one, I'm not going to say yet, but my first two, the hunter, Jared Allen. Okay. Where's number 69, big hunter, likes to go out and be... He wears a jersey while he hunts? Well, no, his number was 69. Why? So he's got a sense of humor. Okay. He did that. He's a hunter. He's kind of that guy. My guy who trains out in the... What's that? There's a hunting league? No, I'm just saying he's a hunter. But why does he wear the number 69 then? Because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> why does he wear it? Is it like is it like a baseball jersey? No, he's a football player. Oh, you said he was a hunter. N- yes, he hunts. Who, who, okay, I'm, wow. I'm how many, how many of those? Yep. I'll tell you another thing. A manly man does not drink seltzer, and Joe's been gunning down those like it's going out of style. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I've been How many are you on now? Are you on your like? Are you are you on your third one? You seem very drunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't even finished my second yet. 
No, I want to tell you why I'm drinking these is because um, there's no carbs in them. Okay. Now I know that's not a manly thing to say, but here's why: is because when you're when you're fucking stuck in the house for over a month, like I have, there's no gyms open. Like you can't go anywhere. We're all quarantined. You eat a lot of shit. Um. So if I can have one thing in my life that I can enjoy and not really gain too much weight from it, then this is going to have to be it for a little bit. All right. Plus, it tastes, I think it tastes pretty good. I know the king makes fun of it. He made a yes. post about it. But uh, uh, he also gets pegged in the ass randomly. So what does he fuck <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, why did you tell my secret? Feels uh, so good. <laughs> all right. So go back. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, all right. Jared Allen is a football player. Yes, you're right. I but think. his manliness is that he's a big hunter. Did that? Did that? Yes. There we go. I got confused. Okay. The second one I was going to say is J.J. Watt. Okay. Uh, a few seasons ago, I remember they were talking about it. He kind of went into the woods, and he was training in the woods. So. Okay. He, uh, you know, he was kind of doing. He, you know, he was, like, lifting, like, trees. He kind of did, like, the Rocky Four workout. Oh, okay. So he was kind of living that way. And then, out of all of my sports people, this is the manliest man of all. Who? I was waiting for you to say who. It is Pat Tillman. Uh, I can't can't argue with that one. No, it... There's no argument. Yeah, I can't argue. You leave a multi-million dollar contract playing a game to go into the army and essentially lose your, you know, fight for this country and lose your life. Manly man, right there. Yeah. Put put God and country above his own personal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, his own personal life. Yeah. Manly man, right there. Um. I didn't really. I, I didn't have a list like you. But when you just asked me, I like, name one guy. I wouldn't say he's the manliest man, but he came to mind first. Uh, Wade Boggs. I was. I was gonna say Wade Boggs. Wade I Boggs. knew you were gonna say that. Really? Yes. I almost went Mickey Mantle, but he was a drunk. So. Yes. Really, you know, it's, it's, Wait see, for my next pick on another list I have. Yeah. Um, he got a drunk on there. But um, but Wade Boggs, I like. He likes to hunt. Tips. Um, he loves to eat fried chicken or any kind of chicken. Yeah. Just that, he just had that sense of like a manly man kind of thing. Yep. He wasn't like a big old thing. A big old thing of chewing tobacco in his yeah, lip. Yeah, yeah. Like he just, he just, just the epitome of a manly man in, in baseball, at least. Yes. That's all I have. So what's what's your next list? Yes. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just throw this out because it's essentially you could consider it a sport. It's the thing of hunting, and that is one of our interviewees, Jim Shockey. If you want to see a manly man, go on his Instagram. It shows him hunting, fishing, you know, cooking his own food. He picks his own, you know, vegetables and berries and this and that. Manly man. Like, probably one of my favorite interviews that I got to do, and it was essentially my first solo interview because you were uh, tied up at the time. But I love talking to that guy and hearing all about him. Manly man, manly man. Yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring us into the the uh, 
I guess you could say the entertainment spectrum. Okay. Music. Publications. Okay, I can tell you music. I'm pretty sure you and I have the same person. For who? For music. music. All right. Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ted Nugent, right on there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, can anyone else really compare? No. The guy fucking <laughs> shoots gun, chews tobacco, hunts... <laughs> And bangs chicks. Yeah, probably yes. makes probably makes his own like meat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ted Nugent was on there, and I'm going to say this: Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah, a guy that I don't think you would want to get in the. You know what? A night of long drinking, you wouldn't want to go into. I think step into a bar fight with him. A guy that you could have a lot of fun with. And, you know, minus the quaaludes and, you know, all the other shit he mm-hmm. took. And when you think about it, all of his songs are very dark. They're, it's it's a lot about life. Well, he's a very troubled man. Troubled he's man. Very troubled and man. I, think, I think having a little bit of trouble in your life like that makes you a stronger guy. Okay. So that, that was that. And now, I don't know so much about him. From his books, because I don't read. I haven't read a book since fifth grade. But just his life. Ernest Hemingway. Fisherman. Hunter. Okay. Drunk. Lived lived like a... Kind of like one of those... You know... Kind of a portly guy. He would, you know, hair... You know, he would just be like, I I don't care, I'm going to be shirtless. He, He didn't give a shit about how he looked. You know, grizzly beard, hairy chest, drunk, just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go kill my own meat, I'm going to go fish my own fish, and I'm going to drink my ass off when I get back to land. That would kind of be how I look at him. Okay. Do you have any, do you have any bookie people? Any what people? Bookie people. Bookie? Yeah, like, uh, you know, publications. No. <laughs> Nothing like that. I got one more. I got uh, one more. Dean Koontz. I don't know who he is. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to throw one more out for you. Okay. A revolutionary. An icon. Charles Dickens. Hugh Hefner. Okay. So being a manly <laughs> man is walking around in a silk robe all day? Hey. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. You know what? I'll walk around in a silk G-string if I had 40 playmates next to me. I wouldn't give a shit at that point. <laughs> give that man a give that man a check right on the manly thing. Okay, I can see I can see I can see that. He and you have to look at it this way. It may not have been hard work, you know, dirt under the nails, go out and kill your food, build your house, things like that. But what he started for opening the eyes of men and giving a lot of rights to women, you have to throw him up in there. An icon mm-hmm. on the aspect of what he did for both men and women. I throw him right up in there. Okay. So that's where he goes. Nice. Do you have, a, do you have another list? I do. Oh, you do? Okay. I love my lists. I love my list. Do you have any lists? I don't have a list, but I have a question. Okay. Okay. Is it okay for a manly man to cry? 
during five movies. Does it have to be movies? That's it. What are the five movies? Uh, or when his mother dies. But what about like uh, if like his daughter gets married or like uh, his uh, son gets uh, gets a college um, free college ride? You know, he plays football in high school and gets a college scholarship to play football in college, and then gets drafted by like. I don't know, uh, the Steelers or the Giants or whoever. No, I, I don't think so. You're not allowed to cry. No, to me, that's more of a, you know, like, you kind of, like, you kind of, like, push your lips in and you kind of give that, like, you, you push out your jaw and you give them that, like, that finger point, like, you. But, right, that, what that's if, what I would do. What about if someone's watching, um, I don't know, let's say, uh, WrestleMania 3 and Hogan body slams under the Giant and they get misty-eyed. Is that okay? If 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 that if that's what floats your boat, yes. Not saying it's me. Okay. Just, <laughs> is that okay? Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So to me, it has to be a moment that grabs you, and it, it has to hold on for a while. So you so crying is not okay for you. I try not to, even at funerals. I uh, I've honestly only ever cried one time because of death. Who? It was my father, yeah. Okay. Yep, and it was not anything other than when we were actually going home that night. That's when it hits you. I was I was really intoxicated. We we had drove to the the um the cemetery, and it was pitch black, and everyone stayed in the car but me, and I kind of broke down at that moment, and that was really the only time I'd ever cried about it. And with not only that, my grandparents, any other family, no one else. That was the only time. Okay. So, that would probably be it. I, I, I think another one, a good one would be, uh, one that really caught me was uh, 9-11. Right. And it wasn't so much the events of 9-11, but I remember I was driving home from, uh, I was driving home from Ock. And I can remember the exact spot where it was, and they were playing, uh, they were, I think they were playing God Bless America, and something just hit me at that point, and it, that came down. What's that song, they play it almost every year at 9-11, um, oh god, it's, it's not a country song, but do you know about America? Um, oh my god, I can't think of the name of the song. Proud to be American. Uh, yeah, okay. That one, that one gets me. Yeah, um, I could see that, uh. And then for me on a personal level, uh, the last game of Gary Carter. Do you have that on on tape or something? Or no, I'll I'll pull it up on YouTube because he gets a double in the game and it's his last at bat, and he actually scores. I believe it was the winning run. Did he know? You know did, a, did everyone know? As an RBI, like that, or was it just like? Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was like his last game. Oh really? Okay. And he gets a he gets the game winning RBI double. Oh no! And, shit. And they give him like a standing ovation, and it was like a seven-minute standing ovation. That's and yeah. that that one that one kind of pulled at me a little. Okay. But then there's movies. Movies, yeah, yeah. See, uh, movies can hit me. Music really take really gets to me. Okay. Um, but for movies, uh, Rudy. Rudy, obviously. Rudy's uh, 
man, every time. The movie yeah, came it, out in 93 from the first time I seen it to the last time I seen it, which was fairly recently. Every single time. It's that always. last game. Oh, yeah. It, it always gets to me. Every single time. I've, I've actually... I've actually, st- one time my mother was, she was flipping through the channels and I could, I was walking through the room and it happened and I'm like, stop the, stop the movie. I'm like, stop. <laughs> and she was watching it and I was behind her and it was going on and I was just, it was flowing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, it's emotional, but it's, it's, it's weird cause it's not like sad tears. It's like, no, no, it, it's with emotion. Yeah. You know, you get, like, that choked up, and, like, it just comes right Oh, absolutely. That one, Brian song. I only ever seen that one. Oh, man. That one will pull at your emotional heartstrings. Brian's song? I I, I know I've heard of it, but I don't... It's about Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Okay. They were teammates for the Chicago Bears. Might have been late 60s, early 70s, one of them. All right. And... Brian Piccolo gets, uh, he had, uh, I can't remember what kind of cancer it was, but he ends up, like, dying, and, oh, man. Is it the, the TV movie from 1971 or the 2001? Yes. Oh, yes. the original. It's Billy D. Williams and James Caan. Yes, James Caan was Brian Piccolo. And, oh, man. Really? I have to, I'll have to There's not, there will not be a dry eye in the house. Oh, my God, this is... Yeah, I, I, I guess I've heard of the name before and I've heard it referenced, but I never knew what it was about. Um, I'm gonna have to check this out. Oh, you need to, you need to watch Jesus, it alone. This is, like, sounds really sad. Oh, it's it's terrible. Huh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna save this and and check this out this week. Okay. Yeah. What, what else? But th- those are those are like the two main ones. Okay. And, and it's mainly Rudy. I, if I if I'm ever like in a in a mood where I just need something like kind of like a, re, a restart, I will put on Rudy, get it out of me, and I'm ready to go. Like after that. So uh, all right, so I'll tell you one, and this is gonna be very embarrassing, but I'll I'll, I'll man up to it since this is a manly show. <laughs> You're gonna fucking laugh and make fun of me. Is um, it Little Giants? No, but around that same. Genre, uh, Toy Story three. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna explain why. At the end of the movie, it always gets to me, and the reason why is because it's like uh, if you haven't seen the movie's ten years old, so I'm so if I'm spoiling anything for you, I'm sorry. So the kid from the first two movies, like he owned Woody and Buzz and all those other little toys. Uh, he's going off to college. So he, um, he, at the end of the movie, he gives all his toys away to this little girl, mm-hmm. and Woody was in the box of the toys, and he didn't realize it, and Woody was, like, his favorite toy, and he ended up giving Woody to this little girl. That sounds really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he gives the toy to the little girl. <laughs> But so it kind of gets to you because it's it's kind of like, um, it's like I don't know. I always get very nostalgic thinking about like growing up and 
he kind of moving on and like that's what kind of this was about it's like he's moving on and he's like leaving that behind and um it's very deep you know yeah. he's letting he's letting go of his childhood but like he's giving all these toys away and to, that's that's sad it's kind of it's someone coming from like it's hard for me to kind of give up a lot of those things because i i loved being a kid and i am technically a big kid <laughs> yeah all, right. sure all of us are so that always kind of gets to me. It just, I know it sounds dumb and stupid, but it, for some reason, it just like hits me in the right spot. And like, I get, I get a little teary eyed. Hey, I, I can get that. Okay. I can get that. All right. All right. It's hard for me to pick other movies. And if I had more time to really think about it, I'm sure I could pick a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could always do a part two down the line. So it's yeah, just... absolutely. But uh, th- those, to me, it's always the sports movies that kind of get me. Right. Yeah. Miracle. Like that. Miracle's another one. Eh. No. It always that always kind of. I think more so. Watching the actual game. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, you mean the not the, the, not, not the, the movie legit game? Yeah, I always loved it. And that one. Gets me too, but that's more of a moment. Um, when um, I and I can't think of his name, but when he's looking for his dad. But I think that was was that the was, uh, that might have been the gold cup game, the gold medal game, or maybe it was the one? game. The guy from the United States team they won. And they celebrate, but he's going around looking for his dad. Okay. Do you know who? Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like, "Where's my dad?" I don't dad? know. I don't know the, the character. Oh no, it wasn't. I mean, the... he's a real guy. Um, I look it up. It'll probably take me a little bit. But um, all right. Uh, his name was um Jim Craig. Okay. He was the, the goalie. Yeah, he was the goalie for the U.S. um the U.S. team in the 1980 Olympics. Um, and after they won, and I don't remember if it was after the Russian game or if it was after the gold medal game, but he's going around the ice and you could see him mouthing the words like, where's my dad? Where, like he wanted to like, he wanted to find his dad and celebrate with him. Okay. Um, that always, that always got to me. I mean, I guess if we could, it would be two act, or it would be the same actor, two different movies. That kind of always got me. Okay. One of them is Joker. Nope. It was it was Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Oh. Right at the end, I don't want to say I I ever cried, but like it it does kind of get you a little like you're you're kind of like you get depressed almost. Tom, yeah, well, yeah, Forrest Gump's very sad. When he when he when he get when he brings the little kid out to the you know and he says you know with mom and this and that 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 kind of I'm like. It brings me down. It it it, it kind of it's very a very solemn moment in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I think it's okay to to maybe shed a tear at is Saving Private Ryan. I haven't seen a movie in so long. I don't remember how it ended or anything like that. Not so much like the acting or everything in it, just the the brutality of it kind of gets you. Okay. Because I think out of any war movie, 
that one really kind of puts you at ground level. And you, okay. you know, you like, you know, you see the guy that you're standing next to on the, the boat coming into, you know, D-Day landing on Normandy and just bang, he takes a bullet right to the head and, and he just like falls on you and you're like, well, I got blood all over me now. Like, it's just, it's a brutal, brutal scene. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of, that kind of catches me. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to give my, my final, and I think that this is rightfully so where, where my final picks for manly men are. All right. And I'm going to give it to the military. Excellent pick. I'm going to give it to the military, but specifically a certain group of them. Uh, have you ever watched Band of Brothers? No, I haven't. I haven't. I wish I did. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it might be on HBO. I have to check it out. If it's like I, I believe it's still on demand for them. Yeah, I'll take a look. I've always wanted to watch that. I just never really put it as a priority. Honestly, you should put it right at the top, especially with you know you not being able to leave the house. This is a show that you will watch, and in two days you're going to go, "Holy shit, my life has changed!" Really, amazing, manly men, guys who you know got injured, went back into the front lines, guys who sacrificed themselves for other ones. It is everyone in there, manly men, except for maybe one, and. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to. I don't want to uh, smear his name. But if you watch the show, you'll know who it is. And for the reasons they dictate, or you know, they 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 uh, portray in him in this. But was it was it David Swimmer? Yeah. Oh, was him? Yeah. Oh, I was joking around. I knew he was in it, but wasn't he like a drill sergeant or something? He was. Uh, he was a. I think he was a commissioned officer. And Strobel Stroke. Stropel, something like that. Swarble. Okay. But they they made him in in the show. And again, I don't know. I don't want to. I just looked up. It is on HBO, like on demand. And there's ten. I really might watch this. It is. I'm telling you, you you will you will not put the remote down. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out tonight when I'm feeding my daughter. It is excellent. Have her watch it. She will love it. (laughs) Guaranteed. Not to take away action. I had her watching uh, some old wrestling matches last week. I saw the video. Yeah, she looked yeah. enthralled. Oh, she was she was fully engaged. I saw her. She she grabbed her uh, bottle and she was shaking it like I a was, warrior. I was very. I was a proud papa yes. during that moment. But um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely try and check this out, Band of Brothers. But uh, that's funny. It was really that's the guy you were talking about because that's, that's the only person I know that was in the in the show was David Schwimmer. So I remember but seeing the, it on HBO and I remember seeing him. And I was but like, oh, excellent. This. Excellent show. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a few more military people I, I I'd like to give manly men status to. Okay. Douglas MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Badass from World War Two. Like I said, just a tough guy. George Patton. Mm-hmm. Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. We're looking at some West Point guys there as well. Going to a uh, a local institute of ours, Teddy Roosevelt, and Teddy Roosevelt not so much for, you know, he was in the military, he did fight in in the war, but 
set up a lot of national parks, big concert, you know, um, hunter and conservation, you know, enthusiasts, things like that. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest ones is Chris Kyle. Very nice. Yeah, the, I, can, I tip my, my hat to them. Can I throw out two, but they're two people who I know personally? There you go. Okay, uh, my grandfather. All right. Who was a Marine in the Korean War. All right. And our uh, friend JP. Yes. Who uh, is in the Navy. Yes. So uh, big shout out to him. And to anyone else we may have missed. If you, I think yes. If you, I think if you served. Yeah, you served. You're right up in there. The, what branch of the military are you in? You're a manly man in my book, and I'm sure Tom's as well. Well, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think that that kind of person, you know, you want a guy that is a salt-of-the-earth guy, a guy that made a little bit of an impact, someone that can work with their hands. It's It's got it's got to be, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't have a... You kind of have to have a little bit of oomph to you. Right. Now, and I know a lot of us here, you know, we, a lot of our friends work desk jobs and things like that, and we're not trying to shit on them. They have their own ways of doing it. But there are, there are softer people, and then there are menly men. And even if you, you can't just be totally soft. Mm-hmm. You need to have a little bit of bite to you. And I think that that's what makes the, where it's not bad to be a guy, you know, like right now, you know, you always hear about, oh, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be proud to be a guy. You shouldn't be proud to be, you know, show, uh, you know, testosterone and be, you know, grunting and eating red meat and wanting to like, you know, take your old lady to bed. But like, you kind of need that. You need to be that, that manly man. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. No, you can't be soft. Right. And uh, so. if you want to be a manly man, follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. We're, uh, we're on Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin, Apple Music. Rate and review us. Tom, any last words about being a manly man before we say goodbye? I would like every guy out there to crack a beer. Eat a steak, bang your old lady, and listen to the podcast. Binge us, stay safe, stay inside. And you know, if you're a chick, you could be a manly chick too. You grab your old man and you take him to bed. And you give him the whirly world. Smack him around. Yeah. Well, from Joe. From uh, Tom. Be a manly man or a manly woman and join us next week right here. On Bulls in the Ring. There we go. What makes a man? Is it the woman in his arms? Just cause she has big titties? Or is it the way he fights every day? No, it's probably the titties.